Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. You know, Ephraim, right before the show, something popped into my head relating to the NBA playoffs. Would you like to hear what it is? Yes, I would. I appreciate you saying that. And even if you don't... You... I do. Okay, that's good. So I was going to say, if you don't, you were convincing, man. Maybe acting is in your future. <laughs> but uh, you know how they always say in baseball, if you're not into the game within the game, it's probably going to be boring to you? Yes. I think as it relates to the NBA playoffs, if you're not into the years beyond the year, it's going to be boring to you. And what I mean by that, Ephraim, is you got to think beyond the 2018 postseason. You got to think about 2019, 2020, 2021. How some of these teams fare in the postseason this season is going to impact what they do in the next handful of seasons. How they change their roster, personnel wise, who they decide to bring in, what free agents go somewhere else. That's why, that's how you have to watch the playoffs for it to be entertaining. Otherwise, you're going to be like, what do I care about? You know, uh, Boston against the Bucks. They're not going to go anywhere. If you look at it like that, it's going to be boring. 
Really? Because I, I don't see it that way. Number one, I'm a basketball fan. So if you're a basketball fan, mm-hmm. you should be watching the playoffs for the excitement, for the matchups. Yeah, this isn't a sexy matchup, Washington at Toronto. But mm-hmm. basketball is being played, right? We got guys coming out, playing hard. John Wall is you know, getting back into the thick of things with Washington. We got Toronto trying to prove that they deserve to be the number one seed and they are a formidable challenge, uh, challenger in the East uh, to LeBron and the Cavs. So to me, the story is it's it's right here, right now within these playoffs. I don't want to think about next year. Who cares about next year? For me, it's all about right now. Like, I want to see these matchups. Like, watching the earlier games, San Antonio and Golden State, I wasn't thinking like, hey, if and if Kawhi comes back next year, San Antonio is going to be good. I was thinking about, man, if they had Kawhi right now, this would be a, a completely different game. They don't. So, we know that the uh, Golden State's going to run run away with this. I like to live in the moment, especially in the playoffs. I hear you, but in a lot of these series, the moment isn't good enough. So I'm trying to expand the moment. I, I it doesn't have to be either or. Yeah, right. but we do get some some great matchups. Like Philly, Miami next is going to be good, and then That's New good. Orleans, Portland uh, on the nightcap game is it, going to be mm-hmm. great. So yeah. it's not about for me. It's not about that. I could have you know take or leave this game. You know, I, I did want to see if the Toronto was going to come out and really make a statement. Like, hey, we are the number one seed. We deserve to be here. You have to come into our place and beat us. You know, they had the second best home record uh, uh, in the league behind uh, the Rockets. So, you know, going up north, we the north, you know, Drake in his his fancy dancy jersey, whatever that is. I, I just Kind of hockey-like, sort of hockey-like. I just wanted to see what team would show up. I wanted to see DeMar DeRozan take the next step. I wanted to see if Kyle Lowry can bounce back from that abysmal playoff run he had last year that's what I want to see because when it does get to the second round the third round we get into the championship games uh for the conference I want to see great matchups I don't want it to because right now it's looking pretty one-sided in terms of we pretty much know Cleveland's going to be there now of course no other teams have played in the east that's the whole thing just what we feel is going to happen so I'm looking at each of one of these series especially in the east uh not so much the Cavs series, of who's going to step up and be a formidable foe. Right, but that's the thing is, going back to my original point that you weren't feeling, which is okay because I like your <laughs> honest opinion. From <laughs> like You're speaking as a, a hardcore hoops fan, Absolutely. which is great, but there are going to be a lot of people that aren't hardcore hoops fans that will catch bits and pieces of these matchups. Right. Well, they definitely so, won't be looking to next year if they just barely watching them. Well, I'm just telling you, it's if you think of it along those lines, it makes this season a lot more interesting. Because I'll take you, you're not a huge baseball fan, so if you're not watching game after game after game, you know, you're not going to be interested in a, a baseball game unless you're watching the game within the game. Yeah, unless you're watching, if, it's a, it's an O2 count, the strategy, all those things. You've got to get into that if you're not a hardcore baseball fan and you don't have to have something else on top of it. Because a lot of people will look at the playoffs this season and they'll say it's going to be Warriors, Rockets, Cavs, 
that's probably about it who has a realistic chance to win a championship. And that's so if good you chalk enough. everything up to that, it's like you're missing out on a lot of good matchups and a lot of great action. The Sixers. Sixers might not even make it to the finals this season. Can't wait. But to watch them as it relates to their future, it's entertaining from that perspective. It is entertaining. Uh, and I get what you're saying. All I'm saying is when the NBA playoffs come around, most people, except for yourself, <laughs> don't look past the actual matchups, <laughs> right? To next year's matchups, which we have no idea what's going to happen free agency, injuries. We, we, we just don't know. So uh-huh. it's very few people that look past what's happening right now. But that's how you should. That's it's not just it's I'll say it again. It's not an either or. It's not like you have to look to the future. Don't even pay attention to right now. It's like look at right now and also to add a little cherry to the mixture here. Think about how it relates to future seasons. Think about the Thunder. That's a great chan- uh, example. Paul George. If they get bounced, they're one and done. I think that's going to impact who he plays for next season. I think so. That he's adds leaving, a little bit more. I think yeah. he's leaving either way, unless they win a championship. I really do. I think he's leaving anyway. I think he made up his mind, and the only thing they can stop him from leaving if they get to the finals, uh, and possibly if they get to the finals, he may stay. If they win, he's you know that's a whole different ball game. But it was just like with KD. That's what made it a couple of seasons ago that much more interesting. Was. If he didn't make it to the finals, we thought he was going to leave, and he did. You know, it just it spiced up the matchup a little bit more. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I get it. I yeah. get it. If you need that, little ang- extra if you need flavor. those angles, then go ahead. Little take hot the sauce. Yeah, take a little the, hot sauce take, on top of there. Take the hot yeah. sauce. Then take the paprika. I'm excited for the the Heat and 76ers series. I think it's going to be interesting. No gonna, Joel Embiid tonight, but hopefully we'll get him pretty soon in this series. Yeah, that's going to be good. I can't wait for that. I, I want to see yeah. this young team. I want to see the process is here. We are at the ending stages of the process. So now it's no longer the process. It's the team. It's who they are. And I'm interested to see if, you know, we've been waiting for, what, nine years for this thing to come to fruition. And I'm I'm, I'm excited to see if they can put it together on the biggest stage, and that is the playoffs. And Ben Simmons has been tremendous. He's had a fantastic season. He is the rookie of the year. The problem with all that is, look, if you want to discuss that, Ephraim, you know, if anybody is saying, hey, the process, <laughs> in a different regard, should change, and if you sit out your entire rookie season, you shouldn't be eligible to That's win the true. rookie of the year award. Okay, fine. If you want to do that going forward, great. Knock yourself out. But this is the way it's set up right now. The NBA deems Ben Simmons eligible for the Rookie of the Year award, and it'd be a crime not to vote for him. He's had the better season, as fantastic as Donovan Mitchell has been. I believe that they deserve the co-MVP. No, you got to pick a lane, no, man. No, you don't. No, you don't. Didn't you Jay- who, who got Jason Kidd and um, who was it? Uh, Grant Hill was it? Jason Kidd and Grant Hill were the co-MVPs. I mean, they both had dynamic rookie seasons. So why not split the award again? What, what's wrong yeah. with that? They've done it a it's couple lame. times. It's not lame. It's lame. If they deserve it's it, lame. they deserve it. got to pick a lane. If you sit here and say there's no possible way this dead heat, you, you can't tell. It's a photo finish. They're neck and neck. There's no possible way to decipher who had the better season. I, I can't make that argument at all. Of course you can. All right, stack the numbers. Who had a better yeah. season? Numbers-wise, it's not even close. It's Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, is, he's, he's a 
he's a transcendent player. But you got to remember, a lot of people doubted him, couldn't get his team in college to the tournament, didn't play in the postseason at all at Tennessee. He gets hurt. Oh, I hate all of that. They said the same thing about Joel Embiid. Oh, been hurt for two years, blah, blah, blah. Okay, talent is talent. Right. It's when you've got you've got Ben Simmons, he's averaging like four and a half more assists, four and a half more rebounds every single night. I'm taking that all day. And he's a better defender. Like Donovan Mitchell has been spectacular. Don't get me wrong. But if we're looking at who's had the better season, it is Ben Simmons. And he said it perfectly. He's like, if Donovan Mitchell's only argument is that he should win on a technicality, well, then I'm sitting pretty right now. <laughs> My chance right. is looking pretty good at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, look, if you want to, you know, pick hairs, then okay, yeah, Ben Simmons has been in the league two years. He did not play his rookie year, but Donovan Mitchell was in college last year. He had a sensational year this year. I do right. believe he deserves it, but the performance Ben Simmons put on this year is tremendous. I mean, it, it it really is to have someone that size with that type of ball control and that type of of of, of floormanship. Uh, it, 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 he's one of those talents that reminds you of a of a magic, you know, and and it's it's tremendous. It's, it's tremendous. Yeah, he's had an awesome season. There's no doubt. And like the thing, man, is. <laughs> I hear all these arguments. Well, he had the, the nutrition of the NBA. He had practice time. He he worked out with veterans. Oh, okay. So he worked out with veterans. Therefore, we got to give it to Donovan Mitchell. Again, Ephraim, it's like if you want to change that process going forward and you want to have it's only rookies, even if you don't play your rookie season whatsoever, if it's technically your second season, you're not eligible for rookie of the year, fine, fine. You want to change that going forward, great. But we haven't changed it yet, so don't act like it has been changed, right? Right. So then it comes down to who do you think had the better season and Ben Simmons had the better season. Right. Maybe it happened to Blake Griffin. Remember that? Yeah. You know He so, was unanimous, too. Yep. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's how it goes, man. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, 877-99 on Fox. That's your phone number. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up next from the Geico Studios. A team absolutely hoses its former player. It's Brian No Annie from Salam right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No Annie from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. By the way, from how much how big are you on pop culture? How knowledgeable are you on pop culture? I am Mr. Pop Culture. Mr. Pop Culture. It's good. Our guy, uh, Papa Bear, technical producer, he talks trash to me in the commercial break saying I know nothing about pop culture. I said, you know what? Let's have a pop culture quiz a little bit later in the show. Okay. I probably, just to set the expectations appropriately, Ephraim, I would not claim to be Mr. Pop Culture myself. Okay, so what do you really pay attention to? Sports mainly. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Just sports. Well, no, not just sports, but mainly, yeah. Pay Brian, attention to sports, but I watch movies. Brian, you know? what are some of your hobbies? Let's get I to watch know movies. Brian. Yeah. I like to work out quite a bit. Ooh, I like long okay. walks when the weather oh, is nice. That's, yes. That's the lovely Christina. That's fun to do. 
I'm a big fan of food, Ephraim. Okay, like foodie. Eat food, yes, yeah. Big into food. Okay. So what, we go to restaurants. What's some of your favorite of uh, places to eat around the world, not just uh, in Tennessee? Around the world? Yeah. Wow. Um, goodness. I love Roscoe's over in L.A. <laughs> okay. That word, that counts. <laughs> that counts. That place is great. Um, just You can't go wrong with a steakhouse, man. Steakhouse. What, what's your favorite anything, steakhouse? Chicken. I, really, I don't have a favorite one. Have you ever um, been to a craft steakhouse in uh in vegas it's in the mgm no i haven't highly recommended my friend craft steakhouse in vegas yes and i'll then, put it on the list and uh next time you come out here i'll take you to uh mastro's who mastro's. owns that place by the way craft uh tom um what's his name tom Colicchio. okay just yep. checking because if it's robert Kraft, i ain't going <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because they, they be cheating in there? Yeah, be cheating, man. Fake steaks and stuff. Fake what, steaks. How can they cheat with steaks? <laughs> Restaurant closure. Sorry. Fake steaks were going on. Wow. Amazing. He will find a way. He will find a way to claim the Patriots or Robert Kraft are cheating. That's the way Papa Bear rolls. I'm not mad but at Yeah, him. man, that sounds good. little steak at, what is it called? Mastro's? Mastro's. Oh. Mastro's. Okay. It's, it's good. That sounds good. It's delicious. We could do What's Malibu or Beverly Hills. That sounds great. We're high rollers, man. Might as well Let's get after it. Steve Desager would probably know this, but and you might too, Ephraim. the The place I believe it's before the Rose Bowl. They'll take the two teams to this nice restaurant and they'll see which team can eat more pounds of food. You have, have you ever heard of that? The Lowry's Beef Bowl, Brian. There it is, Beverly That's Hills. What it is. Lowry's, Lowry's Beef Bowl. Yeah. What do they eat, Steve? Prime rib. steak? Yeah. Prime rib. Oh, man. How many ounces of prime rib do you think you could put away if it yeah, came down to it? Yeah, I'm not. I would fail in that contest. Really? Yeah, I'm just, you know, give me 12 ounces. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, eight eight ounces. I don't, you know, I don't well, need a lot. It was multiple pounds with one lineman. I yeah, I, yeah. I can't do that. People just uh, <laughs> You know, you're just like, oh, put me down for 12 ounces. Yeah, it's all I, good. I, I'm, I'll do my portion, but I can't, you know. Yeah. He might have skipped the baked potato. I'm I'm not sure about that. Hey, man, I'm good with you, Ephraim. I'm fine with 12 ounces. 12 I'm perfectly ounces, I'm happy good. You get some sides that. and then you save room for some dessert. You're good money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to, is it called Mastro's? Yeah, it's really good, man. Really good. Oh, What's yeah. the place in Vegas? I'm writing it down. What's uh, it Kraft Steakhouse. It's in Kraft. the MGM. <laughs> Is it spelled oh, with a yeah. K like Robert Kraft? No. No, I saw no. that when I was in Vegas uh, last month. Yeah, it's month. good. Oh. It's, it's one of How's the, it spelled, it's, by the way? Uh, it's Kraft, not with a K, with a C. Okay, because pers- personally me, I don't even eat Kraft cheese. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you got issues. Do you use a Kraftmatic? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good get, at like, arts little- and crafts? Right. No, I'm not actually. <laughs> just art. <laughs> he says, "Forget the crafts. I'll just stick with art." Just, I'm uh, just doing art here. Yeah, just art. So we'll have the pop culture challenge a little bit later in the show. All right, looking I'm forward not, to it. I'm not calling my shot, Ephraim, but we'll have some fun with it. Okay. You know, and if I uh, am unaware of something painfully obvious, probably going to happen. You guys have some fun at my expense. It's all good. Make the show better. It's fine. Be the butt of the joke. I'm let's, not scared. Let's do it. Yeah. So 
we got to get to this Des Bryant story. Okay. Because the Cowboys released Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. This was 30 days after free agency began. Free agency began on March 14th. Des is being released on April 13th. I, I don't understand why they took so long. I understand the thought of, well, it's cheaper to get Alan Hearns as a wide receiver with Des Bryant still on the roster because if they released him before that, it probably cost you a little bit more to get Alan Hearns on the roster. Okay, but why? Why weeks upon weeks after that? It doesn't make any sense to put Des in this position because free agency, all the big dogs have been gobbled up. There are a lot of teams that are in a decent position right now. They aren't aching to add wide receiver help. This hurts his value. They totally hosed him by releasing him when they did. Well, I think his value is his value. And I also think they weren't quite sure what they wanted to do yet. I think uh, there was a small contingency in the building that wanted to keep him, maybe you know, restructure the contract, change his role uh, even more. And maybe those were early talks that we weren't privy to and he wasn't, you know, he, he didn't want to hear that. He didn't want to adhere to anything like that. And I'm just speculating. And so maybe they were, you know, struggling that they knew they couldn't keep him at the price. Right. You know, they knew that. So I'd be hard pressed to think they were just like, uh, you know, without trying to make some type of financial uh, arrangement with him to, take less money, a lesser role, anything like that. And so I think if that if that fell apart and it wasn't going well for both sides, then maybe they stepped in and was like, hey, we got to release you. We want to do it before the draft so teams can have an opportunity to, you know, look at you if they were looking to get a receiver, whatever, whatever, then, you know, we'll give you an opportunity and instead of holding them to, you know, June 1st. Well, it's one of these where – he was going to make $12.5 million this season. You know as well as I do, Ephraim, he's not that type of player. No. The production wouldn't meet that contract. He would have cost $16.5 million against the salary cap. Yeah, that's, you know. And they didn't offer him uh, like a, a pay cut. They didn't say, oh, hey, Des, how about we pay you? Do we like know that for sure? Seven. Yeah, that's yes, they didn't offer him a pay cut. They just outright released him. Okay. And the speculation is that they did this right before – all of the you know the team organized activities and all these workouts because if he gets injured hurt. himself yeah, you, then it yeah. would have been guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, if he gets hurt then it's it's a wrap. And if it, if it was rumbling on the wall, I would have went right out there and pulled my hamstring. Oh, I <laughs> can't believe it, man! Oh, First day man. of workouts. Can you believe this? Oh, shucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense to me. Here's Deion Sanders, uh, his comments on this via ESPN. Check it out. I don't understand it. Is he the Dez that he was several years ago? No. But he still is the best receiver on that team. I don't see where you go from there. It's going to take a rookie a couple years to even get to that point unless you're conceding winning for the next two, three years. Yeah, I I, I understand where they're coming from, but does Dion realize that they can't pay him that type of money? For right, you the, can't. It, it, it's impossible. You're you're really crippling and handca- uh, uh, handicapping your organization moving forward trying to add pieces when you have so much money tied up into a person that's not producing at that level. So I get it. I understand that. Um, this is football. Nothing that happens in the NFL surprises me, mm-hmm. right? We Because 
we very rarely have all the information, right? So that's the thing. We don't always have all the information. Sometimes things leak out. Sometimes they don't. But the public very rarely has all the information. And so when teams make moves, it may seem like, oh, I don't understand it. I don't get why, why they're doing this. You know, unless it's, you know, a team like Cleveland or something like that, then it's just like they just – they just that's Cleveland, so blindfolded, <laughs> throwing the dart at the wall. You know, sure. you know, but in, in other organizations, there is always internal dialogue that we may or may not be privy to. And when these decisions come down the pipe, they may seem like they're sporadic and out of nowhere, but they really aren't because they've been discussed for quite some time before it actually happens. That's fair, but still, if you want to do right by Des Bryant. Since when, did, w- since when was the NFL doing right since, by him? Since when is the NFL in the business of doing right by players? Well, they're going to do right by themselves first and foremost. But if Come they on. understand, they are not going to take a sixteen and a half million dollar hit to have Des Bryant on their roster. Then release him earlier. They didn't gain anything by keeping him on the roster for those weeks. They knew they weren't going to keep him and risk injury and have that guaranteed. So why are you keeping him on the roster? Let him go. Let him seek a good free agency deal when other teams don't have wide receivers signed. He is on the market. So if if a team wants him, they'll come get him. If a team wants him, they'll come his space. It's it's time. I mean, it's it's opportunities there. He got to remember he wasn't going to get big time free agent money on the open market anyway. It wasn't going to happen. Fire, yeah. But he still he might have been in a a position to be on a roster. He's still in a position to be on the roster. That's not not, a, not he, as good. He will it's not as good of a position. Uh, he will be on a roster. Come he'll be somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he'll be somewhere. Now he gets to look and see where he wants to go. That's the that's the important part. He gets to look around, see where he wants to go, see what happens uh, in the draft, and and see what'll be a best fit for him. He'll mess right. around it's, and be here in the, with the Rams. Well, we'll see where he lands, but. And what type of it's deal? It's one of these where he's talking about being in the NFC East, and it's the next report you get is oh, these teams aren't too high on him right no, now. Of Unless something not. changes, it doesn't look like he's going to be in the NFC East because their receiver, you know, uh, depth chart is in decent shape right now. It outside is outside of the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, it it is. And you know, where do you see him landing, and for what price? I mean, there are a few teams that are interesting. The Ravens, they always need wide receivers. The Colts. Match him up with Andrew Luck, potentially, assuming Andrew Luck is throwing a regulation football this year. <laughs> that that would be an interesting combination. There's going to be teams, to your point, Ephraim, that are going to be interested in grabbing him. But it's just one of these where it's like, you know, a few of these teams made moves. They brought players in. You think of the Redskins, they brought in Paul Richardson from the Seahawks. Who's to say if Dez was released earlier, maybe that would have changed their thought process. I'm just saying that... You never know. Des would most likely be on a roster right now if he was released a couple of weeks early. Okay, I get it. I understand that. I get that. But for me, I'm giving him what? I'll give him five million base salary and four in incentives. Just a prove it deal. Sure. Yeah. If he, I'll give you five million, and I give you four uh, four million in incentives. If you can come, step up, you get a chance to make yourself nine million dollars this year, and and we'll see how it goes. Right. Yeah, I've got something to add to what Dion said. There's one part that I disagree with, but Steve DeSager is here. 
I rarely disagree with Steve DeSager. <laughs> Good evening, formally, to both of you. When is this pop culture quiz coming up, by the way? Yeah, I like that you're interested in this, Steve. How about we do it? I am. How about we do it after? Not for me. For hearing next you. Hour. Okay. We will after all hear your this update next hour, okay. so you can at the end you can tag it and be like. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Okay, so stay let's just, tuned. Just testing here the waters the here, Brian. Quit. What is yeah. the top grossing movie this year? Black Panther. Um, yeah, it could be Black Panther. It's, Black, it's probably a good guess. Black Panther. That's easy. He wouldn't um, have known that, by the way. I, I well, was wondering because I know Ryan would have turned your mic off. Not <laughs> that's true. And he would have played the racist soundbite. You know, he would have done that. So thank you, Ephraim, for the tag team partner. No problem, man. Hey, like hey, we're in this together, my friend. Racist. That's great. There it was. Yes. Okay. So roughly an hour from now in tonight's show. Yes. Well, okay. it didn't, yeah. Uh, just an hour from now. After your update next hour. One okay. hour from right now, we'll get into okay. it. Looking forward to it. Toronto Raptors won their playoff opener. By the way, Drake Courtside, you mentioned he was wearing the Humboldt Broncos junior hockey jersey, the, the team that was in the horrible bus crash mm. in Canada. So he was honoring them. And Courtside, Toronto eventually beat Washington in game one, 114-106. Sergi Baca, 23 points, 12 rebounds. The Raptors had lost game one of a series 10 straight times until today. Golden State won its opener over San Antonio, 113-92. Clay Thompson, 27 points on three-pointers. He was five for six. Draymond Green had 11 assists. In progress right now at Philadelphia, it's Miami in the lead, 27-22 late third, uh, first quarter. And the late game tonight will be New Orleans at Portland. Michigan's Mo Wagner declared for the NBA draft. NHL playoff wins at home for Nashville and Tampa Bay. They're each up two games to none. In baseball, three games postponed due to bad weather at Cleveland, at Detroit, and at Minnesota. In fact, White Sox at Twins, the whole three-game series is snowed out this weekend. The Cubs got nine runs in the bottom of the eighth to beat the Braves 14-10. to Boston's now 12-2 and this season, 10-3. to Red Sox beat Baltimore. The Mets have an 11-1 and record so far. They've won nine straight games they don't have a hit yet tonight top of the fifth inning brewers leading four nothing at the mets against matt harvey wins earlier today for washington and st louis on fs1 texas in 10 innings one at houston six to five ruining a great start from charlie morton back to you charlie morton good stuff by you steve desager it's brian no any from salam we're coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios it's easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You can reach us on Twitter, at The No Show, at Ephraim Salam. Just one quick point about what Deion Sanders was saying mm-hmm. about the Cowboys and releasing Dez and where their wide receivers look right now. Are you telling me, Ephraim, it's impossible for a rookie to go in there and put up similar numbers as Des Bryant at this stage of his career? No, not at all. Right. Like, why would you say not it's even, impossible not even close. to do something like that? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's possible for a rookie to come in there and put up twice the numbers. Yeah, sure. For, Very possible. For uh, a third of the price. That's right. That's absolutely so, right. You know, yeah, you, you, well, you got to – the team is moving in a different direction. Okay? It's no longer – the you know Tony Romo, Des Bryant was Tony Romo's guy. Tony Romo knew he can throw throw it up to Des, and he he would get the fifty fifty balls. Dak Prescott is not that type of quarterback. His rookie year, when he was asked, you know, why aren't you throwing Des the ball? He said, when he gets open, I'll throw him the ball. 
that lets you know right then and there, hey, look, I'm not the guy who's just going to be throwing the ball up in the air. If you get separation, if you uh, get yourself open, the ball will come to you. But if it's not, if you don't, it's not coming. So we know we can see the Dallas Cowboys moving in a different direction. It's a new quarterback. It's a new style of offense. It's not that same old, hey, you know, there's no trust there between Dak. It wasn't any trust between Dak and and uh, Des Bryant. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was his rookie year. He wasn't just going to go out there and just throw the ball and put it in harm's way. He went what eight nine weeks without throwing an interception. Yeah. So he was very careful with the ball. Took a step back last year a little bit uh, because they didn't quite have the running game. But he's not that type of quarterback to to do that. And they don't have any chemistry like that. So. Yeah, it was time. You're not going to get rid of the quarterback, so you might as well, you know, get some receivers in there that he has chemistry with. Right. It's fascinating the ripple effect where with uh, Tony Romo getting hurt a couple of years changed ago and everything Dak came in and it changed everything for Des Bryant. There's no doubt about it. And who knows? Romo very easily could have played last year if he never got hurt a couple of years ago. Right. And if that was the case, who knows where we would be with Des Bryant right now. If he's coming off this stud season, it's possible they would have kept him even for that price or at least tried to reduce it somewhat. They were just like, look, man, your contract is so high right now. We're not even going to bother offering you a pay cut because it's not going to happen. So, you know, it's been real. It's been fun. It's just time to go. Yeah, it's time to move on, man. And that's what the NFL does. The NFL is 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 undefeated when it's time to move on. When it's time yeah. to move on from players. It's just By the way. That's how it is. Yeah. It it's the way it goes, man. The Warriors. I know that we're gonna look at it and say there's no Kawhi Leonard and you know, this is gonna be a boat race, but if you watch that game closely, Ephraim, and I know you do, being a big NBA guy that you are. Golden State's defense was fantastic. They were just pestering the Spurs all the time, man. Like a loose ball or they would try to tie the Spurs up all the time. They're hitting the floor. You could tell it was just like it's a different season now for the Warriors. And they were just trying to avoid injury at the end of the regular season. And everybody looked and they're like, oh, man, are they vulnerable? No, they're not vulnerable. As long as they get Steph Curry healthy, they're a cinch to win the finals. Even if they don't, they still have a chance. All these people saying they have no chance whatsoever out of their minds. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) Golden State really let us know that, okay, right? What have we been saying the last pretty much all season for Golden State? Right, they're just waiting for the playoffs. They're just yeah. waiting for the playoffs. Guess what? The day was the first day of the playoffs. <laughs> that's, that's right. And they made a well-coached Spurs team who struggle, who's struggling without their star player in Kawhi Leonard. They made them look beyond average. Mm. And this is yeah. one of the best coaches to ever coach the game of basketball. And Greg Popovich and that defense. Now we're not even talking about the offensive firepower. We'll talk about that later. But that defense was tremendous. It had LaMarcus Aldridge going 5 for 12. Them deciding to put JaVel McGee in the starting lineup was uh, was tremendous. It was a tremendous move. His height and his length was too much for LaMarcus Aldridge to get going. He didn't feel mm-hmm. comfortable. He struggled getting shots over JaVel McGee. And not only that, on the offensive side, LaVell McGee was able to key baskets. Key baskets, 15 points. You know, two blocks. Yeah. 
four rebounds. I mean, those that's big time from a backup center. You know, a guy who's going nuts. Yeah, they love all that. Yeah, so <laughs> you know they're at full strength. Going to, when they get Steph Curry back, they'll be beyond full strength. But right oh, now, gosh. with Steph out, yeah. they're at full strength, and it just watching Kevin Durant, especially in the playoffs, he makes the game look so easy. Yeah, Clay he, too. He makes the game. Well, Clay is just he's just the trigger is going to be pulled. Yeah. But both of these gentlemen not only are tremendous threats on the offensive side of the ball, they play defense. Mm -hmm. They really play defense. And I think that's what gets lost when we're talking about the Golden State Warriors because we're always talking about Kevin Durant, the Splash Brothers, and, you know, their their offensive output. But the way they play defense individually, team defense is phenomenal, but individual defense with Clay and and uh, Draymond Green and um, uh, uh, Kevin Durant, it's unbelievable. Andre Iguodala, so mm-hmm. they 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 put Andre, they put Javale McGee into the starting lineup. Those are all five of those guys in the starting lineup can play tremendous defense, and that's what they wanted to send the message to the Spurs. But like, hey, this will not be a shootout. This yeah, will not be they, a shootout. We are going to hone in defensively. It's playoff time. You're going to get us at our best. Yeah, they just lock you down, man. I always say don't get into box score analysis. <laughs> you might look at the box score and see DNP next to Kawhi Leonard, and you're like, oh, meh. But it's you've got to just watch how they're rotating how they just make life absolutely miserable for you. And the counter would be, okay, well, let's see how they do against the Rockets with more firepower. Okay, great. Hopefully we'll see that in the Western Conference Finals. But I love how the Warriors defend, and let's not forget about that just because of the injury bug. All right, coming up next, is this player the GOAT of social media? We'll weigh in on that. It's Brian Noeni from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian Noeni from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. Ephraim, are we going to crown Joel Embiid the GOAT of social media? Because his latest little uh, contribution online, I thought this was funny, man. So on Instagram, he posted multiple pictures. And in order, it was the teams that they hoped to be facing in the NBA playoffs. So it was Joel Embiid against the Miami Heat. And then it was Embiid against the the Celtics, Embiid against the Cavs, and then Embiid against the Warriors. And he's like, it's that time. I thought it was funny. And based on the Rihanna stuff in the backdrop and some other things, is there anybody that's more savvy with social media than Joel Embiid at this point? No. He's taking full advantage of the opportunity of, you know, being a, a, a tremendous personality on social media, and I love it. I do too, man. It's fun. He does a great job of it, and he's building his brand that way. Yes, he There's is. some people, like LeBron, he'll have these cryptic messages, and there are a lot of people that do that sort of thing, and it's it's Phil Jackson does it. It just doesn't work, man. It's all about doing something that's funny or witty. That's really what it's about, and Joel Embiid does that better than anybody else right now. Yeah, he does. He's having fun too. You know, it, so often we take 
our sports so serious. Yeah. You know, we take it so serious. And, of course, we all want to win as professional athletes. But we are playing a game that we love, we grew up loving. So it's about having fun as well. And, of course, there's no better way to have fun than to win. But the fact that he's embracing, you know, his personality and and, and letting his hair down, so to to speak – I yeah. love it. I love it. He's having a he's enjoying the moment. He's being present in the moment. He's reclaiming his time. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is he's taking the throne right there as far as an athlete goes. Um and the other thing though, if you think about the Sixers, he's not playing tonight. So you take that into account. Right. Hopefully he'll get back there very soon with the the facial injury that he has. But they're writing the 16 game winning streak heading into the playoffs. And I hear that referenced all the time, Ephraim. I'm sure you get the tweets as well. People who follow you or follow me will be like, Sixers are going to take it. They're going to be in the finals and all this stuff. It's like, if you look closely, I filled in with Rob Parker on Friday for the Jason Smith show, Ephraim. And he said something. He's like, I'm just going to take a guess. It was a 15-game winning streak at the time. He's like, I'm going to take the guess and say that 11 of those wins came against teams that had a sub-500 record. Yeah. I was like, that seems kind of high, man. We went back and looked. Of the 16 wins, 12 of them were against teams that had a sub-500 record. Guess what? They had no hand in making their schedule or making those teams suck the way they did (laughs) after the schedule was made. Is this like the Loyola-Chicago argument all over again? Yes, But you got to take it into account. You can take it into account, but you can't put an asterisk by what they were able to do because the other team didn't hold up their end of the bargain during the season. That's ridiculous. They only play who's on their schedule. It's not like they had an opportunity. Okay, today we can play the Cavs or we can play the Suns. Let's pick the Suns. It's but not, do you that, realize if they had played the Cavs, they probably would have lost? Or if, uh, let's say this: really, can if, you uh, really? No, no, no. Instead of uh, the sixteen games, let's say twelve of them were against teams with plus five hundred records, and four of them were against the sub five hundred teams. You think they'd have a sixteen game winning streak? I cannot sit here and no. be like, no. I'm serious. <laughs> no way they would have a sixteen game winning streak. You don't know that. That's impossible to, to determine. It's impossible. The odds are so overwhelming me, overwhelmingly in my favor that the I basically do know that. The Philadelphia 76ers uh-huh. would have a 16-game win streak at any point would be overwhelmingly against you. Is, is that accurate to say? No, no, yes, it definitely is. not. Yep. No, Coming into no. the season, you, you at any point was like, I bet they can win 16 in a row. Absolutely not. Don't even want to hear it. Don't even – Try me. If you sit here and say, all right, they're going to play the Hawks a couple of times, the Knicks a few times. You not one time. Sprinkling the the Magic and the Grizzlies, the Nets. You know what you are? You know what you are? You are an after the factor. No, no. By the way, Papa Bear has something to add here real quick. What do you have, Papa Bear? Well, a few things. One, we got 30 seconds left. And two, (laughs) with that school of thought, I can say the same thing about the Patriots. They have a cupcake schedule, too. So I guess guess Tom Brady's a fraud then. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. You like that, that pile? Yeah. You just gave us more material in the second hour here because I have to pick that apart now. We'll get into that. (laughs) Also this coming up from the Geico Studios. Many players do it 
but only one player has been criticized for it. It's Brian No Andy from Salam. Give me 12 ounces. I'm good. It's Brian No Andy from Salam. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to love the crew, Ephraim. Uh, these guys are great, man. These guys we are- were talking about 12 ounces of steak, of and steak. they've turned it into a drop. Yes. That's how they roll, man. Dysentery. I'm good with you, Ephraim. I'm fine with 12 ounces. 12 ounces. <laughs> <laughs> you guys really need to keep it clean. It's, I know. <laughs> you know. It's a weekend show, man. Ephraim, I've got lots of things to say about this Des Bryant release. First off, 30 seconds. The second thing I have to say is that what bothers me is, did you see this? We are talking about social media just a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey, stud cornerback for the Jaguars. He tweeted out, come on to the Jaguars. Tweeting it at Des Bryant. Right, right. Now, let me let's set the record straight. I don't have a problem with Jalen Ramsey recruiting a player. I don't have a problem with Aaron Judge recruiting Giancarlo Stanton to go over and join him with the Yankees. I don't have a problem with Steph Curry recruiting Kevin Durant to go over there to the Warriors. The problem I have is that People ganged up on LeBron. Remember last season he was trying to get a, a backup point guard? And Charles Barkley was roasting him. So what, you want all the good players? LeBron James has been the only guy to get blasted for recruiting players. Everybody else, it's totally fine, totally permissible. Well, yeah, because it's in a different category. Dalen Ramsey, although he is the dynamic cornerback, he's not the LeBron James of the uh, NFL so, That's fine, but Steph is on that level. But, Steph's the only. But LeBron you know, James uh, also has a history of recruiting players and putting together these tremendous teams. So that's where the frustration, I think, comes uh, when you know when LeBron James continually does it. Now, it's nothing wrong with you going on social media. A guy gets released, and you say, "Hey, come out here and play." I mean, that wouldn't be a bad fit for Des Bryant other than they doesn't really have a quarterback to throw him the ball. So yeah. AFC championship <laughs> yeah. game appearance. Yeah, I mean, uh which uh, how many of those 87 yards is is going to be Des Bryant? <laughs> why why are you going to hold the <laughs> Buffalo game against Blake Bortles? Because huh? that's crazy to me, man. That is beyond wild to me. Like literally the man rushed for more yards than he passed for. <laughs> And he's he played not, well against the Steelers. He's though. not one of. Uh, he's not like a, a running quarterback, and he rushed for. He, he's actually pretty decent running the ball. Yeah, but he's not a running quarterback. He's not a okay. Broke down. I'm out of here type of he's guy. He's not known for it, but he's picked up numerous yes, there's, there's seasons where he's had hundreds of yards rushing. There's a difference between extending the play and being a running quarterback. There's a huge difference. Michael Vick was a running quarterback, right? Blake Bortles is not a. He's a quarterback who runs. Yes. When yeah. he doesn't want to pass and turn the ball over, he takes off and runs. Um, here, How about this? We're going to have the pop culture quiz coming up. No Googling here, Ephraim. All right. I'm looking this up. I'm Alex Trebek here because mm-hmm. I've looked before. I can't have the top of my head, but rushing totals for Blake Bortles through the years. What do you think his high is for a season? Give me this. His high for a season, his low for a season. What do you think it's been over these four seasons? I would say his high is 425 yards, and his mm-hmm. low 
would be probably around 250. Those are good guesses. The high is 419. Okay. Six yards off. Okay. You're right on the money pretty much. And the low has been 310. All right. That's he's, not bad. He's never rushed uh, for 70. anything less than 310 for a season. Oh, 70 uh, yards. Okay. All right. All That's right. pretty good. Not bad. Eh, you know, I know a few things. He can, he can move around. He can move around. He's just not known for it. That's all. He's known for throwing interceptions and bad footwork and <laughs> yeah. bad mechanics and things <laughs> like that over, overshadows that he can pick up some yards on the ground. But in any event, if you look at Steph Curry, we got onto that because Jalen Ramsey, the defensive back for the Jags, he tweeted at Des Bryant like, hey, man, come over to the Jaguars. And it got me thinking that LeBron's the only guy that gets called out for recruiting players. Steph Curry is the only, what was it, um, what's the proper word, he from? Uh, not undisputed, but unanimous. the only MVP, unanimous. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. That's it's the okay. only unanimous MVP in the history of the NBA. And there wasn't a whisper about Steph Curry openly recruiting Kevin Durant to join the team. That's after they won 73 games. It's only about LeBron wanting to add a backup point guard. Are you kidding me? Like I said, LeBron has this sort of stigma that he always wants never good enough. Right, so uh-huh. he he is never good enough. We saw Steph be good enough, okay. <laughs> we saw them be good enough with the team that was drafted. They won a championship. He won an MVP. So LeBron has always wanted more. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, and you know that's why they the the luxury tax is so high in Cleveland all the time. And Miami was high because he wants to surround himself. With, so he the problem is he'll start a season. And he not he wouldn't like what he has, and now he wants other pieces. Steph has never done that. He recruited Kevin Durant when it was over, when it was said and done, in the off season. We're talking about LeBron James does it in the middle of the season every single year. Am I not wrong? Am I wrong with that? I, am, am, is that, I, I is that not correct? That's, Maybe that's yeah. fine, but. How how can you you're looking at the differences between the two, which yeah, is but, fine. But that's what but how, that's why but how you, you, you asked me a question. How can you overlook the difference? How you can you overlook the difference between Kevin Durant, the second best player on the planet, and hey, we need to get a backup point guard here. If we're gonna look at differences, how about we zero in on that one? But you asked me a question about why does LeBron get so much flack and nobody else does. And I just explained it to you. It's when it happens. And why it's happening. That's why he gets so much flack. Because he's doing it in the middle of the year. During the season. So what? What? So what? I'm he's in- looking for a backup point guard. I even got a phone call. Like that, that, He's not looking for a star-studded player. He's looking for a backup guy. The why problem would he get is he's roasted always, for that? It doesn't make sense. Because he's always looking for something. I, I don't. Again, nobody has an issue whatsoever when any star player, Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, rookie of the year, fantastic season, openly recruiting John Carlos Stanton, no brushback, yeah, it's no baseball. flack, no nothing. It's baseball. No one even knows that's happening. <laughs> that's false. I'm just letting you know. All right? It's not even the same type of thing. 
No. 17 people. We're talking star players. 17 people knew that was happening. You're one of them. Stop it. I'm just being honest. I'm being honest. You don't love baseball. It's fine. But people are aware of that one. Come on, Yeah, but they're not all up in arms about it because it's not going to (laughs) register. Right? It won't register. You can go on Twitter and be like, I can't believe he's doing that. And, And no one will. They'd be like, oh. They're like, uh, they'll tell you to switch they're, they're, topics they're just on keep Twitter. Scrolling. Just right. sports talk Anytime show. we talk baseball or something, they're like, can we move on, guys? Stop it. Talk anything but baseball. It's crazy, man. That's just but how it is. But while we're talking about that, did you know our producer Gavin went to an Angels game last week? Oh, yeah. He's going tomorrow as well. Is he really? I didn't yeah. know he was going again. He's going to paint his whole chest with uh, red with oh, an A. Oh, huh? and I have yep. to cover up the tattoo I already got there. Oh, wow. That's, Did you get Otani uh, ink? way too much information. I got a giant photo of his face and oh, just gave it to the guy and said, On the small of your back? The small. It's big now. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, there will there will probably not be a Sunday I am not spending the day at an Angels game as long as Otani. Oh, wow. As, as long as Otani is set to pitch. Mm, yeah. Got those, uh, what, uh, first base uh, line seats? Big time seats? Actually do. Yeah, where in, are the in seats? The, in the club. Yeah. In the uh, club time. seating on the first base side. Order uh, order some food. They bring it to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although I didn't didn't partake in the food, but they do bring it to you over there. Mm, it's nice. Big time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They bring you food, <laughs> oh, and yeah. you said I'm good. I ordered a beer and said I'm very good, but I did not. Now the the food selection. We just decided to eat after. But. I'm good with you, Ephraim. I'm fine with twelve ounces. Yeah, twelve <laughs> ounces of course. <laughs> That's gonna be the that might outpace. Cheat. From Papa Bear. Right. The drops that he plays, it really might. But let me get this straight, though. Uh, you go to the Angels game, Gavin. Mm-hmm. How did you score these seats? <laughs> Family connection, I should say. He comes from money, just so you no, know. No, it's not that. Oh, no, he comes My, from I money. I have an uncle that has a rich season uncle. tickets. Though. Yeah. He has a rich uncle. You have an uncle that has season tickets, and he's hooking you up with these club seats? Yeah. Mm, must be Are nice. you going to partake in the food tomorrow? I haven't decided yet. There's some really good places to eat in Anaheim. So, the, How, honestly, the food isn't that great at a ball game. I mean, it depends on what ball game you go to. Yeah. It's free, dude. It can't <laughs> be that bad. Well, I had some peanuts. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll, oh I'll say that's not a drop either, by the way. Yes, that uh, is. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I am peanuts? the controller of those. So, um, I had some no, peanuts. No, you got to have a little snack. But in terms of like an actual <laughs> meal. Where are we going with this, guys? Oh, my goodness gracious. We're just giving Papa Bear some material for drops. That's all we're doing here. By the way, the pop culture quiz comes your way in about 20 minutes. Papa Bear is always talking trash that I know nothing. I'm out to prove that I can at least get one or two questions right. I'm not trying to get everything right, Ephraim. We'll see. see. how I do coming up pretty soon. It's Brian Noe from Salam coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15%, 15%, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, Mr. Salam, I have a bone to pick with you, my friend. Okay, pick away. And we're going to have some fun with that. Yep, we got bones, we're picking at them, and we're having some fun coming up next. Brian Noe from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. You got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings. And with all the taste, 
and half the calories, you can eat twice as many. Hooters. Get over there. So Ephraim, uh, it just dawned on me a minute or two ago that there are a handful of NBA fan bases that are reminding me of Cub fans. There's nothing worse on the face of this earth than an overly giddy Cub fan. <laughs> oh my gosh, they are just nauseating. Well, that's my We're, mother-in-law. I didn't say right? it, he did, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> she has Bef- my kids running around the house going, go Cubbies. Oh, gosh. Before 2016, before they won it all, look, they can get chesty now. They can get boisterous. They can talk about winning the World Series. I'm all good with that. It just drove me crazy. When I'm growing up, Ephraim, we're talking the 80s, the 90s, every single year, no matter how bad they were going to be, every Cub fan was like, this is going to be their year, and you just wanted to hit them with something heavy. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I'm noticing there are multiple NBA franchises who have fan bases that resemble the same thing. The Rockets, the Celtics, and now the Sixers. I don't want to root against the Sixers. But it's becoming like this. I get tweets all the time where it's like Wesley checks in the Sixers and he has, you know, like the carrot pointed toward them right. being greater than every team in the East when Embiid is back. NBA finals bound. It's like, dude, they had a 16 game winning streak, which is nice. But 12 of those wins happened against teams that were sub 500. Let's slow it down just a little bit. Anything can happen. You think it will? Anything can happen. All you got to do is get into the dance. Once you're in, anything can happen. And but that's hope. That's what you. That's that's what fandom is all about. It's about that hope, that chance, that opportunity for your team to do something special. Sure, but there is such a thing as either biting off more than you can chew, which a lot of fans are guilty of doing that, and looking at something as a false indication that it's going to work out. A 16-game winning streak against 12 teams with sub-500 records is a false indication that they are finals-bound. Come on. What other team? I mean, they got their hands full right now with Miami. Miami's playing well. Um, Yeah. But, I mean, what other young team has an opportunity to do something tremendous? Would you bet on Toronto or would you bet on the 76ers? I don't like either choice. I'm just, you have to pick one of those two. Are they facing each other or just how far they advance in the playoffs? How far they advance. How far they advance? <laughs> I would go with Toronto just because I can't expect them to come up short again. At some point, it's got to click with the Rosen and Lowry, you know? Really? You sound just like one of those club fans now. <laughs> no, I, See did how I, I turn that back on like, you? It's going to happen. See how it, I just turned do- that back on saying, you right there? I just was like, you just I fell have into to. Your, you just fell into your own trap. I'm like, have you ever heard a Cub fan going into a season? We're My talking like 2010. My mother-in-law is a Cubs fan. Have you ever heard a Cub fan like, uh, I don't know, maybe it'll work no. out. I don't know. It's possible. No, they're the opposite. That's how I was talking about the Raptors. Okay, so that's not a Cub fan right there. All right, if you say so, man. I'm just telling you. Changing the rules for yourself. Yeah, I just think that 
what it boils down to is this, Ephraim. This is where we truly butt heads. I will look at who you played and who you beat. It's just like the NCAA tournament. When March Madness rolls around, that's what the committee looks at. Right. Who you played, who you beat. You just look at how many wins do you have. I don't care about anything else, right? I, I don't understand why you don't consider the quality of the teams that someone beats. I get it, but you have to understand what happens when you begin to win and believe in yourself. Don't No matter, I'm speaking from experience, no matter who you play. Right, right. In, in, 90, right. in 98, when we made our Super Bowl run, we won 11 games in a row. Mm-hmm. 11 games in a row. We didn't care who one of those teams was the Detroit Lions. Well, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter to us. We kept winning. Whoever they lined up, whether it was a team who was going to the playoffs or as a team that wasn't, it didn't matter. Whoever they lined up, we were going to play and we were going to beat. The confidence that comes with putting a string of victories together when you have previously not had that type of success is far greater of a momentum boost than the actual records of the teams you're beating. That's what I'm saying. That's fair. I get all that. I totally understand that. But even though the confidence might be there, it doesn't mean that the skill is. It doesn't mean that. Like We had this argument with Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago had all the confidence in the world. They were Final Four bound. It was great and all that. And once they got there, Mo Wagner, make basket, get rebound. <laughs> Michigan was just better. Who's going to they the NBA? They were just better, by no matter way. how confident Loyola Chicago was. Okay, I, I mean, I get it. I understand, but they—you have to remember—they were in that game. Three minutes left. They were they were up in that game, and they played well. The momentum carried them all the way to that point. They mm-hmm. just couldn't close it out. I wish we had a show an hour earlier that day when Loyola oh my Chicago God. had the 10-point lead. We would have so many drops right now of yeah, you just was... crushing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then they lost by what, like 14 or something like that? Oh. Yeah, but it was closer than that, though. It was close. Man, it's a shame. By the way, we got a tweet here from Matthew Gray. He checks in and says, 76ers are 24 and 23 against teams above 500. They are 28 and 7 against teams below 500. Same thing. That's comparable to other teams in the East. That's fine. Right. But all I was say, all I was telling you Ephraim, but is you're, you're, the 16 game winning streak. Like Yeah, yeah but right what you're there. doing is you're discrediting what discrediting what they had to go through and what they put together. I'm just saying as it pertains to I, this point going forward. I know like that. Like winning 16 that's great. You can only beat who you're playing. I understand all of that. But I'm not going to act like you're not going to give them any credit. 12 teams with a losing record is the same thing as beating 12 teams with a winning record. No it's one, not. No one said it's the same thing. What I said was you're beating whoever's in front of you. That's the right, only thing you can do. You're just throwing that out of the, the – I am not. You're throwing the quality of the opponent out of the equation. I am not throwing the quality of the opponent out of the equation. I'm What I'm adding to the equation is the fact that you can get up and win 16 – you know how hard it is to win 16 games in a row if you were playing a high school – at, no, at some point, a high school would get hot and and and, and, and <laughs> right, like you know how hard well, it is to did, beat. A, they did a lot of those to be professional. Right, so it right and folks. So just think about it: to beat an NBA a professional team, 
16 times in a row. That's a difficult feat to do. The growth and maturity. Do the Hawks qualify as professional? Yes, yes. Magic? Yes, all of them. Okay. All of them. That success, that motivation, that drive, it galvanizes a team. I'm telling you, the belief that comes from – all they've been preaching is the process. This is the process, the process. They're getting to experience and live in the moment of the process right now. So you don't think that has any bearing mentally on how they feel, whoever they play next. Having the Cleveland Cavaliers down by 31 points, right? You don't think and, and barely holding on to that. That's a learn. That, that, yeah. yeah, but they guess what? That was one of those wins. That was a great game. All right, that was one of those wins. So just to go through that as a young team trying to find its way in the postseason, all of those 16 games count. It doesn't matter who they played against. It does matter. It does. I, like, I, 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 get I really what you're don't understand. Totally, you, you don't. You don't because you I do. You, no, you I don't. do understand what you're talking about. Confidence and getting into a rhythm and belief and all. I get all of that. And any athlete is going to believe that they can get it done, especially while they're winning games along the way. They're never going to look at it and say. Well, I mean, twelve of these wins came against sub five hundred teams, so I, I they don't, don't know if even we can care. Really, be confident about this run here? They're not going to look at that whatsoever. Only you will, because they're going to believe, they're going to buy in, and they're going to think that they can get it done. And, and that's you, what they should believe. And you know what happens when everyone is on the same page and everybody's believing? Miraculous things happen. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, miraculous well, hey, things look, happen. Man, if they can get by Miami, we got to the Super Bowl. I know we didn't Look have at the Eagles. The Eagles the, believed they had Nick Foles had, back there, and they believed and they Nick got it done. Foles, just disrespectful. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, just he's not a true franchise quarterback. He was posing as Guess one. What he, he did he a is. fantastic job he's a for a Super Bowl stretch. champion. He is Super Bowl MVP. Take that for data. <laughs> that was well done. Very well done. Look, man, you can have all the confidence in the world. And that's a key ingredient. But that doesn't mean the other team isn't confident, and it doesn't mean it's an automatic that you're going to get it done and win. Let me ask you this. You ever been in a fight any, yeah. at any point in your life? Yeah, why do you ask it like that? I, I'm, I'm just at no. Settle down. Wow, he seems <laughs> angry. Man. Well, he wants to fight you. I'm, just, I'm, not take, I'm not taking a jab at your manhood. Calm down okay, there, right. tough guy, toughie. All right, yeah. All I'm asking is you've been in a couple fights, right? Yeah. Have you ever gone into a fight confident, and have you ever gone into the, uh, a fight not confident? I've always been confident. In You've fights. always been confident. How'd you yeah. do in those fights? I won the fights. Thank you. Confidence going into altercation <laughs> and battle matters. I'm telling you, do, it matters. Do you think that the other guy was unconfident? It, it doesn't matter. I'm talking about you. You can't control him just as much as they can't control the other team. All you can control is you, your mindset, your abilities. That's all you can focus on. If you start focusing on, I wonder if he's scared or not, then you're going to get your lip busted. But that's but the, the thing, fact, though, Ephraim. But the fact in- that you were confident in your abilities going up against maybe it's a guy bigger than you, maybe it's a guy sure. quicker than you, the fact right. that you were confident in, in your abilities, maybe he was better than you in fighting, but you were confident enough to beat him. They're doing the same thing in basketball. The fact that you can't see that makes me question if you're no, drinking over no, there right no, now. No, Are you no. sipping Here's on a, some whiskey over there right now? Look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a non-drinker. Good. Are you from? The, that's all right. 
Um, what? We, we've got the... Yeah, I'm a non-drinker, Papa Bear. Are you ups- upset about that? <laughs> yeah, I am actually, you know. Right, it's shame. You should drink some whiskey, put some hair on your chest. <laughs> or your face. Um, I, I've, I've got something to say after we talk to Steve DeSager and right before we get to the pop culture quiz. So we're going to have to go quickly here. But I think you're in player mode. I'm going to try to get you into media mode here for a second. Okay. Ephraim. But first we check in. With the legendary Steve DeSager. What's going on, Steve? <laughs> we'll start with the NBA playoffs at Philly. Game one of the first round. Yes, a basketball playoff game at Philadelphia right now. 39% shooting for the home team. And Philly trails at halftime against Miami, 60-56. to Earlier home wins for Toronto and Golden State. The late game will have New Orleans at Portland. In the NHL at Boston, it's Bruins 5-1 over Toronto mid-second period, trying to go up two games to none. Nashville and Tampa Bay with home wins to go up two games to none. Coming up in an hour, it's Anaheim hosting San Jose again. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit true car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience the new york mets have a nine game winning streak on the line they're losing at home to the brewers 4-1 in the top of the eighth milwaukee's ryan braun left with back tightness it's a one nothing pirates lead top of the ninth at the marlins a marlins loss and they'll be four and ten this year the angels look like they're going to win again on fs1 in the rain the halos are up 5-1 at kansas city in the bottom of the seventh three homers for the halos mike trout with his sixth of the year and already the cubs got a win at wrigley 14 to 10 over atlanta chicago scoring nine runs in the bottom of the eighth javier baez four rbis on fs1 in 10 innings texas got a 6-5 win at houston the rangers end a five game losing streak st louis and washington with wins boston won again the red sox are 12 and 2 postponements due to bad weather at cleveland at detroit and at minnesota the white Sox at minnesota whole three game series this weekend is snowed out a high of 29 degrees expected there tomorrow guess what the twins will be playing in puerto rico though on tuesday and wednesday against the indians in fact tuesday night's game will be on fs1 85 degrees slight chance of rain there in the tropics back to you Good stuff, Steve DeSager. It's Brian No Any from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We've got the pop culture quiz coming up in just two minutes, Ephraim. But here's what I'm thinking, man. You are in player mode. You're in player mindset, thinking about a long winning streak. We'll take the Sixers, for instance. They won 16 games, 12 of those wins against sub-500 teams. And you're like, who cares? Confidence, they're on a roll. If you transition to media mode, I'll use college football as an example. Am I supposed to believe that UCF was going to beat Alabama when they're beating McGillicuddy State and Billy Bob Tech. and all. No, I'm not going to believe that at all because they're not the same quality of a team as Alabama is no matter how confident they are. There's only one so undefeated team. I take into account who you play and who you beat. There's only one, uh, one undefeated team in college football last year. Yeah, do you think Alabama would have had, what, three losses if they played the same schedule? First of all, I think in the middle of Alabama's schedule, they uh, played scrunchy state and it, right, so don't give me that. All right, they, 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 they state. I, I mean, I mean, it was ridiculous. Don't act like they don't schedule a bunch of gimmies. Okay, so let's not let's not go there. 
Really? You right. don't want to go there, huh? So it's just all patsies that the Alabama play, no, huh? No, the SEC is a, is a tough conference. I get That's it. Right, it. I is. understand. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is you can't take anything away from what happened? To, remember when Boise State, they were like, oh, well, it's Boise State is in the blah, 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 and they went to the Fiesta Bowl. What happened there? That's what I'm talking about. What? That's the what Statue I'm, of you, Liberty, man. You, it doesn't yeah. matter what it was. It could have been the Statue of David. The fact of the matter is they won the game. They beat Oklahoma. They didn't have a chance. No one gave them a chance. But you couldn't tell those guys on that Boise State team, they didn't want to hear, well, you only beat those guys in that conference. Who cares? You're the still in that, player mode. You're still in player mode. You're not, you not transitioned to media mode. I yet. am in media mode. Now, you can't make me go into the wrong media mode, right? You can't make me go into the I'm blind media mode. Uh, no, you can't you're make blind. me go. If anyone's blind, you're blind. You can't on make this one. me go into I'm going to follow along with all the other media no, guys who don't know what no, they're talking about. No, no, no. This isn't about that. It's about. Looking at the quality of the teams that you have beaten. There's nothing wrong with looking at the quality of teams that one team has beaten and using it as information to suggest what they might do going forward. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, man. You win. You win for your argument. (laughs) So, let me get this straight. You think because the Sixers have won 16 straight against 12 teams with losing records, that they're what? What are they going to do in the playoffs based on that 16-game winning streak? With all the confidence they have, what are they going to do? They're going to continue to get better. I believe they'll make it to the next round and quite possibly be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I really think so. I think they could easily get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But it's... Look... They'd have to, as long as they beat the Heat, they got to either beat the Bucks, who have struggled, or the Celtics, who all their star players are injured. Right. So settle down. Right. So all that, all that naysaying you're doing over there, and they end up in the in the finals. We'll be hearing a different tune because they would have had to go through uh, two teams with playoff records with in the playoffs. So then, would that make them different? Would those would that be more impressive to you than the 16 games they won prior? Of course, it would. Absolutely, it and would. Those would it not be for you? And those 16 games prior would have had nothing to do with the success they've had if they win those two series, right? Absolutely. Okay, then be quiet then. <laughs> you, then you're arguing against yourself. No. Let's move no. on. Let's move on. Beating you are tripping. 12 teams with losing records oh is gosh. not like, oh, gosh, they've arrived. You, the Heat have no chance whatsoever because they won those 16 straight games. Of course Miami has a chance. They all have a chance. Anybody in the playoffs has a chance unless, you know, you're San Antonio going against uh, Golden State. Um, let's hear from Mike. We're going to push the uh, pop culture quiz back because we were arguing. We, were, we turned into Rams and we're butting heads, but that's all right. It's good for radio. Our ratings are spiking based on that. I believe Mike is in L.A. If Mike's still there, let's get him on. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, what's up, guys? Yeah, hey, hey, Ephraim, you're right on school and uh, know about uh, the On the what? Sixers. Losing let's records and, oh, gosh, look out. They beat 12 teams with losing records. Look out. All, They're going to take the down the Cavs. Spare me. Nobody, nobody projected they would even make the playoffs. And the biggest factor of all, you're thinking they're doing this without Embiid. And how many other teams in the league have done uh, what the Sixers have done in terms of winning streak? I think uh, the Celtics, 
when they first opened the season. Who cares? Off like 19, and, and, and the Warriors, I think, had like a 14, 15 game. Do you remember the Houston Rockets like, when Yao Ming got hurt and they won 22 games? What'd they do that season in the playoffs? Nothing. And, and Nothing. It's, it's, the playoffs have yet to be determined. So overall, I do think the 76ers are a legit team, and I do think they can make it out of the East. I don't think anybody fears Cleveland. Everybody's just expecting, because they have LeBron, they're going to come out of the East, but they're going to have a first-round battle against a very tough Pacers team. And then after that, they're going to have to most likely play Toronto. And they haven't, they're not very good on the road, especially against good teams. So if I'm the Sixers, I'm looking at, first you've got to take care of business against this very tough Heat team, which I think they will, probably go six or seven. And then you probably can beat whoever comes out between Boston and the Bucks. And, you know, who's to say they couldn't? Because to me, I think Embiid is the most dominant big in the game. I think Simmons is the most versatile. And when you look at their supporting cast with, with the guys like Reddick, Covington, and Saric, I mean, and, and even a guy like Fultz, who's now coming into form, coming off his injury, who's to say they couldn't come out of the, the, the finals and make it there? Because I think they're All they're that's fine, enough. Mike. All that's fine. Uh, it's, all that's fine. But the 16-game winning streak, it, it means nothing as far as the playoffs go. Nothing. It means that they had a favorable seed in the playoffs and they will have home court advantage in this round. That's what it means. It means they were better than the Cleveland Cavaliers. They were the third best team in the Eastern Conference. It does mean something. It means it they does. beat because they need, teams that because they needed records. every single one of those wins to take to uh, solidify themselves as the three seed. So every single one of those wins against the sixteen teams and the twelve teams under five hundred meant something to this team. And the Papa fact Bear that and the fact that you fail to realize that or just ignore it or just skip right over it. I totally I, it just, ignore it. I'm totally skipping over it. It means nothing to beat twelve teams with losing records to suggest what they might do against teams with winning records. It means nothing. Look, okay. it it means this, okay? The seventy sixers are the New England Patriots of the NBA, okay? That's all it means, okay? Because the Patriots have a soft schedule, and so do the 76ers. Thank you. You're done. (laughs) Go to break! (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have some fun coming up next. Pop Bear says that I know nothing about pop culture. Uh, He might be proven right coming up next. We'll see how I fare. Ephraim, you're welcome to join in making fun of me. Uh, I will do my best. Hopefully I will kill the joke and I will know a few things. That's coming up next, the Pop Culture Quiz, live from the Geico Studios. It's Brian Noe from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian Noe from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. We're also brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Ephraim. How do you think I'm going to do? How many questions do we have on this first, Gavin, our producer? We how have, many questions we do you have got? six. Six pop culture questions. Yep. Of these six questions, Ephraim, how many do you think I'm going to get right? Two. Two. Two of them? Yeah. I'll take that, actually. You know, 33%. That's like a D in public yeah, that's, school, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's pretty standard for you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You that said, was a "Yeah, below the belt, right but, there." But you agreed to it, so was it below the belt? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Hear that music, guys. Okay, it's time for all the right, pop Alex culture Trebek quiz slash Gavin. What do you have for me here? All right, we'll start with the one that I just heard. You haven't seen the movie in the break, so we'll start with this. What is the Black Panther's first name? 
how am I going to know that if I haven't seen the movie? And that's Racist. the brilliance of the quiz, Brian. That's terrible. It's, it's Johnny. That's what his name is. Racist. Johnny, Johnny Panther. Racist. No, it's not. No, no, it was. You're I'm close, not going to know the was, name of a guy that almost. I haven't seen the movie. It's T'Challa. T'Challa. All right, moving on to question two. <laughs> Failure. In, in the Black Panther. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what Philadelphia rapper did Robert Kraft meet in prison this week? It's got to be Meek Mill. Been. There it is. Meek wow. Mill, right? Wow. There we go. What record label is he on? <laughs> Bonus points at, here. Oh, man, that's tough. Um, is it? I always want to go with Def Jam, but that's wow. Um, Racist. Let's go with Interscope. I don't know. What's he on? <laughs> Maybach music. Racist. There you go. Maybach. Yeah. Not Maybach. It's Come not on, Maybach. Mr. Pap- it's, it, it, pop culture. It's not Maybach. It's huh? actually the the actual correct pronunciation is uh, Maybach. Why does the girl always say Maybach music? Because then people- if it's pronounced Maybach. Does Mabak music sound snappy enough? So she's pronouncing it wrong you to can't, make it sound you, better? You can't say lay back in my Maybach. You can't say lay back in my Mabak. Well, Maybach, we should move <laughs> on to question three. I'm just giving you a little insight. All it's right. it's Mabak. All right. I'm throwing you one right in your wheelhouse, Brian. What English heavy metal band released their 18th studio? It's got to be Judas Priest. Okay. Well, I could finish it, but yes. Judas Priest yeah. is the answer. He's on the board. That's two out of three, from. Oh, okay. Slow the only down. thing he got me on was the movie I didn't see in yeah. the main most, actor. Most popular movie in the country. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Question four. Who did Cavalier Center Tristan Thompson get caught cheating on this week? Khloe Kardashian. We will accept that. All right. What do you mean accepted? Who else I was it? Maybe it's Claw A or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's Claw A. Claw <laughs> A. Well, maybe she was after that. Uh, that Did you see scandal. the footage of that, by the way, Yeah, Ethan? yeah. What do you make of that? We could. He's in. He, first of all, when you're seven feet, you can't you you can't cheat on anyone. <laughs> you better right? be aware of every hey, security camera. It doesn't that might even be matter. It's like, hey, do. seven foot guy, we see you. How many seven feet people are in here? None. It's one guy, and it's you. You're in the news. You're on social media everywhere, hugged up with your pregnant boo who's in her third trimester, giving birth at any moment, and you're in here with three girls motorboating and tongue kissing. All right. And moving on to question five. What is the name of the- By the way, before this question, how many have I gotten right to this point? Three. You've gotten three. Out of how many? Out of four. four. What would the percentage of that be? Somewhere in the neighborhood of 75%. All That's right, moving good. on. Uh, what is the name of the main villain in Avengers Infinity War, which will come out later this week? See, you throw these geek movies at me. I'm not going to know the answer to these things, you know? Racist. It's uh, someone who wears tight pants and has a weird superpower. Really? You know? huh. Yeah. That's a long name. Is that hyphenated or... <laughs> We were looking for Thanos. Thanos. That will dump you down to three out of five. Yeah. And let's just see if you can just really blow it on this one. This rapper will play Lando Calrissian in the upcoming <laughs> Star Wars film, Solo. 
<laughs> oh, that's great. This goes back. Ephraim, you know the Billy D. Williams questions? Because I guess this is what Papa Bear loves. Who did he play in the old school Star Wars? What's his name? Lando Calhoun? Wow. Wow. Some, wow. What is it? Lando Racist. Calhoun. La- what is his name? Lando Calrissian. Yes. He just Lando said. Mayback. That's funny. The new guy. The new Lando? Yes. Yeah. I have no clue. Have I'll say it. Don Cheadle. Wow. Racist. You, you actually will get half because points. Because we all look alike. Hold on. He will get half points because it is Don, but it's, Don, hey, it's nice. Donald Glover. So you actually, you Donald actually Glover. said you actually both are wrong. You said the rapper. You didn't say the actor. The actor is yeah, Donald Glover. The rapper not. is Childish okay. Gambino. Right. We would have, we would have accepted either one if he either had said one. Childish okay. Gambino. I would have flipped over my chair if he would have said that. <laughs> let's be honest. Well, he had fifty percent, which is failing. So okay, it was above fifty. Congratulations! I got which, partial credit. For no, you Don. don't get you don't get partial anything. Uh, that's what the judge said. No, you get nothing and like it. <laughs> Caddyshack reference right there. Another pop culture. Also, watch Caddy Atlanta. Shack is the most At- overrated Atlanta movie of Atlanta on all FX, time. best show on television, Donald Glover's in it. Yes, it is. He's I'm not a, just in it. Way, he created should, uh, it, yeah. directed it, and wrote it. Even when you don't he, think it's him, it's him under the makeup. We should, real quickly, in the final hour, we should have a quick quiz for Ephraim just to see how he fares because he's on it. Make he it happen. Stuff. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, a former quarterback weighs in on a possible future quarterback bust. Brian, though, and Ephraim Salam. Keep it locked. Racist. Ephraim, with your uh, pronunciation of Maybach music, what was it again? Mabach? It's Mabach. It got me thinking of uh, for years and years and years and years, everybody pronounced it Rydell. You know the helmet? Yes. They still make helmets. I saw a commercial on NFL Network. This was years ago. And it left me stunned. They had the professional voiceover guy, and it, he said Riddell. It's actually pronounced Riddell, not Rydell. Right. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I didn't either. I could not believe any coach I've had, any teammate, I, everybody says Rydell. It's Riddell. Riddell. Hmm. Yeah, Riddell. I bet Mr. Riddell didn't care. I bet he was just like, keep buying them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich. You know the rest. I'm rich. Yep. He didn't care about anything else. <laughs> I can't. I can't get over that though. It's not Maybach because they have the sound effect in all of those songs all the time, and she's mispronouncing it. That's crazy. Well, maybe it's not mispronouncing. Me. Maybe that's just the label name, right? Maybach know, music. Man. That's the label name. I'm mm-hmm. sure they don't want to call it Mabok music. That's not as sexy. <laughs> That's interesting, though, man. You taught me something here today. Well, I'm trying to teach. You know, I'm here to I'm here to teach, I know. and I'm also here I... to learn. <laughs> well, that's good. How about this? I don't know if you're going to learn anything from this, but I think it's very interesting. Ryan Leaf, Ryan Leaf, who was a colossal bust in 1998. <laughs> he was drafted right after Peyton Manning. That's my draft, man. That's my draft. That's right. You actually turned up, picked number 199 in yep. that draft, Ephraim. You Had were better way career. better, way more productive than Ryan Leaf, number two overall. I believe I was. You were. Hey, no it's, doubt it's about the little that. things. Yeah. So listen to what he says. He was on an appearance 
on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. And he says, quote, A good litmus test for me is always when I listen to radio interviews or TV interviews, I tend to close my eyes and just listen to the voice and hear the answer. I always say, if it sounds like the 1998 version of Ryan Leaf, there's definitely a red flag that needs to be raised there. End quote. He was talking about Baker Mayfield and was suggesting that he could be a bust based on how he carries himself. What do you think about that? I mean, I understand, and I, and I get it. I mean, he's had experience with that. Whenever you see somebody mimicking or having some of your similar um, characteristics and you know it didn't turn out well for you, of course that would be a red flag because you're speaking from experience. Now, whether that transpires and and, and, fo- and, and unfolds that way, that's a completely different you know, situation. But for him to say, hey, look, that reminds me of me. I was just like this kid. Mm-hmm. I can, I mean, you're, I, I believe that now that wouldn't stop me from drafting him because everybody's different. Every Everybody's circumstances are different. Just for him, he understands and he sees it, right? He, he knows how cocky he was. He knows, you know, how much of God's gift to football he thought he was. Mm-hmm. And who's to, who, he was, he was, Going to San Diego, that was a tough situation. That was a tough situation. Coach got fired in the middle of the year. It just did. It was not conducive to him. Who, mm-hmm. you know, who knows if he would have went to uh, another organization, it would have turned out differently from him. He had his own demons he was chasing, and the instability of the the actual team it didn't help him whatsoever. So, right. if Baker Mayfield can go somewhere where the the foundation is solid. There's some veteran players he can learn from. He's willing to open up and and, and be uh, accepting of help from not only coaches but from his peers. Then his outcome could be completely different. It's possible. I think that uh, a comment that Ryan Leaf made, this is a month ago on Fox Sports Radio, I think that it goes in line with what you're talking about right here, Ephraim. It's along the same lines. So he said, I think this is very interesting. He says, quote, I think probably the comparison for me with me is more appropriate. The highly competitive, borderline arrogant, angry individual. The biggest thing for me will be how he deals with failure. That's where my downfall was when things began to fall apart. How I was able to deal with that when the media is on you, you play a bad game, your whole city is on you. That's where we'll see where Baker Mayfield is at. Right now, there's no evidence to back up that when things get tough, he won't break, end quote. I think that is a really insightful point because if anybody, everybody hates to lose, and you don't want to find someone who's a good loser, quote unquote, but you got to be professional. And we've seen Baker Mayfield melt down. You saw the Kansas freaking Jayhawks get into his head. You know, what do you think is going to happen in the NFL? And do you believe that if he has a bad game, there's a three-game losing streak, do you feel confident he's going to handle it well? No, I, I'm not confident in it. You know, he's had success uh, in, uh, you know, early in his, his, his college career and all of that. He has a lot of, of confidence going into the NFL, and that does that's very poignant what Ryan said. Yeah. It's, it's very poignant because the toughest thing to do is deal with adversity and and disappointment and 
and and not playing up to the standards you think you 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 should be playing at in the NFL. It's very emotionally, it's tough. My first game ever starting, uh, opening day, my rookie year. We're in Carolina. I'm going up against Kevin Green. I mm. mean, I welcome to the NFL, right? Like I'm like, wait, I <laughs> I don't even really play right tackle, and uh, you, you, I, I like they were like, hey, just hey, Art. <laughs> Archell told me two things: don't don't afraid to be good, and don't go out there and uh, uh, pee down your leg. Uh huh. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> I like and, how you and, that and, up. Right. Yeah. That's I had good. I had to clean that up right there. Yeah. Uh, and I went out there and I end up giving up uh, two sacks, but we won the game. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Hey, you learned something today. You learned how to be a pro." When things go wrong, you just kept fighting, you kept fighting, and as long as you can do that, then we know we have something in you, period. Mm-hmm. And that meant all the world to me, that I, just giving me the opportunity to rectify, you know, not playing my best game. That was huge for me. Huge. Right. And that's, man, you think about it, you think about a, Baker Mayfield could be a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. Right? And you take that criticism. Let's say I've seen mock drafts where he goes number three overall to the Jets, and we all know that media market, right? If he stinks it up Oof. and he has a, an equally bad game, you know what it's going to be like, Ephraim. That's going to be you know? aggressive. And I don't know if he's the dude that can handle that. He's the guy He's he's the guy that says the right thing. He's like, hey, I learned from this. I just I don't know where my head was. And then when he's in that moment again – he screws up again, and I, I just don't have confidence beyond the the playing ability. I don't ever see him being an upper echelon just passer in the NFL. I just don't see that. But on top of it, how is he going to handle getting kicked around a little? I, I'm not confident because he in that will, regard if, either. If he goes that high and he's at one of those teams, he will be kicked around. Absolutely he will. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Oh, yeah. it, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. I really like that. That's the thing also with the Ryan Leaf with Ryan Leaf chiming in and there are a lot of people that will look at him sideways like what is this guy doing offering an opinion. So look at his career. It's like I don't understand why people think that way. Yeah, because people only think they can learn from people who are successful. And that's the it's, downfall of yeah. uh, ultimate downfall of the majority of our society. Yeah. People only ridiculous. think they can learn from people who are successful. Yeah. You don't learn from people who are successful. You learn from the failures. Yeah, you can learn from both sides of it. Someone who's unsuccessful who can say, why do you think they have former busts at the rookie symposium Right, talking to these guys saying, hey, here's where I went wrong? Because it's helpful. Mm-hmm. It could help somebody else not make the same mistakes. Yes, it could. Yes, it could. And it's important. It's extremely it absolutely important. absolutely is. And, yeah. and, and, you know, kudos for, for Ryan Leaf stepping up and – you know, we we've all we know his story. We know the things he had to deal with and the things he went through and how he's climbed himself back uh, into, you know, the type of person he is now. Mm-hmm. And he's being open and honest. Like, hey, kid, don't be me. Yeah. Be Peyton Manning, right? Don't be me. You know, Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions his rookie year. But he was able to deal with that adversity different than Ryan Leaf was. 
And I, yeah. it, you know, I applaud him for coming out there. And it is not a knock on, on Baker Mayfield. It's not a knock on Baker because inevitably it's up to him to prove people wrong. Like anybody who passes you up in the draft, it's up to you to prove them wrong. If they think you're this type of way, it's up to you to prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. When I got drafted, it was up to me to show all of those teams, all 31 teams, two days of the draft on what they missed out on. And I ended up making the all-rookie team and going to the Super Bowl, and I felt vindicated through my play, through my work ethic. I mean, I I, I was like, I, I belong here. And now they now you see it. It's okay to have a chip on your shoulder when you come into the league. It's okay. Right. It's, it You should have a chip on your shoulder. You just got to use it the right whether way. Whether you're the first pick or the last pick, you should have a chip on your shoulder. Because Aaron somebody Rogers has a chip. Somebody Brady is, will never lose that. It, it, they're coming. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're the first pick in the draft, the guy you're going to replace has a chip on his shoulder. You better yeah. match it. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a chip on your shoulder. You just can't let that bring you down. There right. are a lot of people that are consumed by it and don't use it the right way. Um, but there are plenty of players like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, countless players in the NFL, highly successful players. There's players like you know, Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose didn't know his father. He had a chip on his shoulder. Yep. You know, uh, Ray Lewis didn't know his father, and that was one of the the main things that drove him to be as great of an athlete as he was. And they patched it up years later. But the point is, you can use that anger for good. I just think that going back to Ryan Leaf, when he's coming out and giving his opinions on these upcoming quarterbacks and how they might fare, and I love hearing that. I don't know why we'll look at broadcasters, you know, opinion givers or whatever, and we'll judge them on their resume and we'll determine whether we want to listen to him or not. Trent Dilfer didn't have a great NFL career. I thought he did a great job as a commentator. He's tremendous. I yeah. like him as a commentator. Not so much as a quarterback. <laughs> he, he did mess up on one thing, though. The New England Patriots, let's face it, they're not good anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, was, it was slightly off. Well, he's kind of right because, you know, they do cheat. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, you're right. Caught me off guard with that uh-huh. comment, Papa Bear. Crazy. <laughs> We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up next from the Geico Studios. Will we ever see a player who just completely owns up to cheating? It's Brian No and e from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. And e from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. So I saw this story about Mark Sanchez getting busted. He'll miss the first four games. Violated the NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy. And he wrote about it. Says this, Ephraim. I was blindsided by the news. And I want to say unequivocally that I have never cheated or attempted to gain a competitive advantage by using a banned performance-enhancing substance. On this Instagram post he said that previously passed 72 drug tests and that his supplement regimen has been consistent for the last five years what he says i don't know it just gets me thinking this way from maybe he's telling the truth who knows 
Is there ever going to be a guy who comes out and says, yeah, I was using PEDs. You might have done the same thing if you were me. Do you think we're ever going to get to a day where someone says that? Somebody will. Somebody will. I mean, when the when when the check's already been cashed. Right. You're right. And it is what it is. Yeah. Somebody will be like, hey, look, man. You know, I just signed a $250 million contract. And <laughs> could I have done it without it? Probably. Would it have taken me taken me longer? Yes. But look, I apologize. It's over. I'm clean now. Let's move on. Let's play ball. Yeah, right. I'm waiting for that day. Guilty. I, I mean, I innocent until proven guilty. Unless you're never, black. Never ever get that. Wow, really? <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> just a, racist. Took a good turn right there. I, I just we always get the opposite. It was what was it last week? It was Thomas Davis with the Twitter video, right? saying, I've never done any of these things. This is not me. It's not my character, so forth and so on. Now we get Mark Sanchez. You get the fancy word unequivocally. That's what we get. You've been busted for using PEDs. It's I have unequivocally not done this. I'm just waiting for the one guy who stands up and says, y'all know what the deal is here, okay? I'm not going to BS you. I was cheating. I'm sorry about that, but I'm not going to tell you lies. I'm waiting for the one person who does that. That'd be nice. Just once, man. Because not everybody who has said unequivocally has been telling the truth. Right? <laughs> right. It's, and it's still the people that say that, we know that they're lying through their teeth. And they still insist on doing it. It's crazy. By the way, we've got the Ephraim Salam pop culture quiz coming up at the bottom of the hour. You ready for that, big fella? Oh, yeah. Yeah. like that. By the way, Des Bryant being released 30 days after free agency by the Cowboys, which is a huge disservice to him. He was weighing in on this. Did a one-on-one interview with Jane Slater, NFL Network. Here are a few of his comments. Check it out. I'm not here to bash anybody, but I got to keep it real. Jerry Jones, he loved me to death, and I love him too. I honestly believe in my heart. You know, this was a hard decision for him, but when it's five or six guys at a table against one guy, you got to do it. I believe that. Garrett guys, I would say that. So you're saying Garrett guys yeah. worked against you? I believe that. I truly believe it. Okay. So this is where it gets interesting, Ephraim. Who are the Garrett guys? He's talking about the captains from 2017, a few guys with a C on their chest. He says basically they'll smile in your face and talk behind your back. So who of these guys could it be? Orlando Skandrick, he's not with the Cowboys anymore. So we've got Dak Prescott, Jason Witten, Sean Lee, Dan Bailey. I love the idea of the kicker Dan Bailey. Just talking trash about Dez. Hey, Jerry, we got to get rid of Dez. Just get him off the team. Just 16.5 against the cap is crazy. Get rid of him. Do you think any of these guys might have been, as he says, a Garrett guy? I'm sure. They realize that the the landscape of the uh, team, it's changing, it's moving forward. 
Yeah, Jerry Jones liked, you know, Des Bryant, but it didn't make sense. He's a businessman first, right? No matter how much he loves you, he's a businessman first. Sure. Right? He loved Tony Romo. I mean, loved Tony Romo. And when Tony Romo was healthy, did he insert him back into the game? Absolutely not. Because it's no. all about the brand. It's all about the business. That's right. It seems personal, but it's way more about business. It's always, if Dez was balling out, which he had been, by the way, he was always a member of the team. <laughs> but if all of a sudden you're not, and you're due to make $12.5 million, count 16 and a half against the cap, well, yeah, we, we got to move on. That's the way it goes, man. Business isn't as personal as it's taken. Is that fair to say? Yes, absolutely. And we've seen this countless times. Remember when Brian Erlacher with the Bears? He was upset that they didn't offer him a contract extension. Their pl- the list goes on and on and on and on where they weren't offered a contract extension. Brett Favre with the Packers, right? Joe Montana with the Niners. <laughs> it's like, that's just business, man. That's the way it goes. Business, baby. Yep. Are you uh, cramming for the pop culture quiz? No. No, okay. No, I'm just going to let it roll, man. All right. <laughs> um, Look, I don't know everything. Uh-huh. But I know a lot of stuff. Yeah. Check this out. This is Dallas News columnist Mike Mosley. He had an interesting take. Listen to this. Jerry loves this guy like a son, and he kind of had a similar relationship with other players over the years, Dion, a little bit with T.O., but I think he felt extremely close to Dez. But I think Steven, he got in his dad's ear and just said, listen, for three years he has not uh, been productive. I think much like the decision they made years ago for Tony Romo, I think this uh, is being made for Dak Prescott. Let's put him in the best situation. Okay. Yeah, I said that. That's exactly what you said, pretty much. It's it's the truth. I mean, look – Moving forward, forward, no, no. Moving forward, we need to put the pieces around Dak Prescott that he's comfortable with, that can accelerate his growth, and that can help the team. Is is this Bryant that guy? Absolutely not. We've known that the last two years. It hasn't worked out. So why would we hold on to him? I don't care how much I love the guy. I don't care how much he's my pretend play son, right? (laughs) That's my wide receiver. That's Jerry Jones saying it. Let him go. Let him move on. Let him, you know, try to extend his career, but he won't be here. And when it's all That's, said and done, in a couple years when he wants to retire, we'll sign him for one day. He can retire Dallas yeah, Cowboy. Absolutely. That's I just it. don't know why it took him th- 30 days after free agency. Because Jerry was fighting. I can guarantee you Jerry was fighting it. I'm, I, I can promise you Gary was like, no, we're going to hold on to him. It was an argument. Yeah. And then, you know. Business won. Business won the argument. Yeah. There's one Business thing a billionaire is not going to turn his nose up at is is the bottom line. That's right. They, I just don't know why it took till April 13th to say, all right. Because Jerry probably was like, we're not moving on him. We're not. He's going to stay. And, 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 and it probably wasn't up for discussion. Right. Until... You know, his son was like, hey, look, man, we need to have a real talk. We need to have a real talk. So they get in the room, they talk, and they argue, and Jason Garrett and his guys come in, and 
and they map it all out. This is what we're paying him. This is his production. These are all the other receivers in the league who produced a similar to what Dez, and this is what they're making. Mm-hmm. The, right? The guys who are making on par with what Dez is making, these are their numbers. Right. When Dez you, is on par with Antonio Brown financially before they cut him. Oh, absolutely. That. No. That's crazy. Come on now. No. No. Right? And once you see that, once you see numbers like that, I mean, how do you argue? What? Where's your argument? I like the guy. Hell, Jerry, we like all of them. <laughs> but I really like him. <laughs> right? We like Tony Romo. He's announcing games. That's right. That's absolutely right. Right? There's no doubt. He was. Uh, he got... wanted to adopt Tony Romo. <laughs> Tony Romo. Remember? <laughs> Tony Romo will win. Into, he will man, win Dak a Super Bowl. Dak is winning a lot of games here. Right? I, yeah, let's, let's roll with uh, number four here. Yeah. And, and, I love and, Romo, but four's getting it done. And and trust me, you don't think Jerry Jones wanted to put him back into the game? Oh, he he was aching to and do it that. It sounds like, yeah, we're not going to do that, Dad. <laughs> All right, we've got Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, he checks in. He's got an opinion on this. We'll get to that coming up. Also, the Ephraim Salam pop culture quiz coming your way after Steve DeSager. Who is also a maven when it comes to pop culture? Am no, right, not Steve? with music. I, I would have done very poorly on last hour's quiz of you. Okay, so you're saying I I'm did congr- okay? Yeah, you I'm congratulating you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Fifty percent, as I told the guys during the break. Yes, <laughs> you and your knowledge. Uh, yeah. The Philadelphia 76ers have just dominated this second half of their playoff opener it's, tonight. It's all the confidence that they have in that 16-game winning streak beating <laughs> hack teams. That's right. It's- They're just rolling along now because of that specifically. Uh, they have outscored Miami in the second half 56-30. to 30. It's mm. now 112 to 90 and still over five and a half minutes left in this team uh, in this game. These two teams until a couple minutes ago were each shooting only 42% from the floor, but Philly keeps hitting threes. In fact, from long distance, they're 16 for 26 Ooh. in this game. Earlier wow. home wins the for process. Toronto, <laughs> Toronto the and process. Golden State. And notable that the Raptors got a home win, by the way, or they, they got a game one win at home today because they had lost the opener of a series 10 straight times until today. The late game coming right up, New Orleans at Portland. In the NHL, about 11 minutes left at Boston. Bruins lead 5-2 over the Maple Leafs, trying to take a two games to none lead in that first round NHL series. Home wins for Nashville and Tampa Bay, each up two games to none. San Jose at Anaheim about to start. Only three ball games still left at Dodger Stadium. Looks like L.A. might be losing again. The Diamondbacks lead 6-1 over the Dodgers and pitcher Rich Hill, and it's only top of the fourth inning. Paul Goldschmidt's been one of the best National League players for five years, now going on six. But he has particularly been great against the Dodgers in his career, and he's homered tonight just against L.A. Paul Goldschmidt has 29 homers and 94 RBIs against the Dodgers, including tonight's homer. 6-1 Arizona in the fourth, so the Dodgers may be falling to 4-9. and nine. Meanwhile, Miami, coached by ex-Dodger manager Don Mattingly, is 4-10. and 10. Pittsburgh beat them 1-0 with a run in the top of the ninth on an infield single and two bunt singles take that the angels they won their seventh in a row playing in the rain and snow at kansas city tonight five three halos the final mike trout with his sixth home run milwaukee ended the mets nine game winning streak five to one philadelphia won its fifth straight nine four at tampa bay jake arietta got the win giants are leading four three at san diego bottom of the sixth and at seattle it's mariners five three over the a's 
top of the fourth. We had three games postponed today. They're going to try for a day-night doubleheader at Detroit tomorrow, but there is a chance of rain there tomorrow. Back to you. There you go. Steve, got your baseball knowledge covered. It's Brian No, Annie from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Well, it makes sense, Ephraim. We're going to have the Ephraim Salam pop culture quiz in just two minutes. But this goes with pop culture, TMZ, right? I love these when TMZ catches up with athletes, entertainers, whatever, because the the guys that ask the questions, they caught up with Todd Gurley. And I love how they just try to be buddy-buddy. Where it's like, Gurley, man. Hey, hey, dude. (laughs) Here's... What Des Bryant had to say about Des Bryant. Adam Schefter, everyone at ESPN is reporting that he's going to leave the team today. Yeah. Would you make a call? You know, you got connects, you know. Would he fit in good with the Rams? Hey, I love to have Des, man. He's a rock boy. He's a beef, you know. Big target, man, so. Okay. I just, I love the TMZ reporters, man. They always try to just. Smooth it out Every with time. you. As buddy-buddy as they right. can possibly be. And then they hit you with a, tell us why you're cheating. You know. It's <laughs> <laughs> out of like, nowhere. wait, what? <laughs> they just try to butter you up, and then they come in with a haymaker, you know? Cheating on your wife, huh? Like, it's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you was just asking me how my mama doing. Right. Byron Scott, what, what do you think about the Lakers, huh? Like, Lonzo, what do you think, man? And then you're I, right. I, I, then I, it's just the out of nowhere question. I, I'll tell you what. In this 76ers game right now, Marco Bellinelli is unconscious. <laughs> He's hitting fadeaway three. It doesn't even. It's not even. It doesn't. It's it's ridiculous. He he's anything he's throwing up, it's going in. <laughs> I'm talking about you know falling out it's, of bounds, tripping over a foot. I mean, he's unconscious right soda. now. Yeah. It's the confidence after beating the Hawks, Magic, and Nets in that Doesn't 16 matter. game winning Doesn't streak. matter. Looks like it's someone's proving to be, uh, you know, right what? in this uh, particular in game one. It doesn't matter. Slam it, dunk here? Guess what? Come on. Now it's 17 in a row. I don't want to root against now the Sixers. Now it's 17 in a row. Please don't put me in a position to root against the Sixers. Remember the last time you rooted against a Philly team? What happened then there, Brian? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I didn't root against Villanova, for the record. I did not do that. It's false. All I know is Ben Simmons is one rebound away from a triple-double. His first he's triple-double this year. in the playoffs. His first playoff game. He's, he's the rookie of the year, man. He's about to have his first triple-double in his first playoff game. Yeah. In his first year. All right, Ephraim, we're going to test your pop culture knowledge. Gavin has uh, gotten these questions together. We'll see if the degree of difficulty is comparable to my quiz or not. See how it unfolds. Uh, What do you have, Gavin? Well, first off, we had to handicap this because Ephraim is definitely more well-versed in pop culture than you. So these are How do we know that? What, because he knows Mabach? No. (laughs) (laughs) Question number one. Yes. This former UFC fighter made her wrestling debut at WrestleMania oh last really? weekend. Wow, we're really upping oh, the difficulty. Let me see. Let me see. Was it? Mm, mm. Uh, 
That's a tough uh, question. Was it? No, it wasn't her. She's still fighting. Was it? No, 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 not her. Not her. Misha Tate. No, no, not Misha. Not Misha. I think she that was his answer. No, it wasn't. Not. Uh, who is Ronda Rousey? That is correct. Wow, dude. Are these all going to be gimmies? Hey, hey, no. first of all, settle down. You had it's like your the turn. six or 16-game winning just, streak right here. Just like your set of questions, Brian, <laughs> these will get progressively harder. These are hard. Okay. This is a hard right. schedule, unlike the Patriots, okay? Okay, all right. No clown questions, bro. Right. This luxury vehicle is mm. featured in many of Rick Ross's music videos. Oh, my gosh, dude. Are you serious? Well, let me see. I saw a Lamborghini, but then I saw... Ouch. I saw, uh, ooh, I remember, I think one time I saw a, I think it was in a plane one time. That's, that can't be it. It's a vehicle. It's a car, I think. What is the Mercedes Maybach? That is correct. Yes. And extra bonus point for correct pronunciation. Oh, I think. Now, you. do you know that it's correct or are you just assuming it's correct? No, I know it's correct. I'm saying to Gavin. Oh, okay. No, it's correct. I've are seen sure? many, many of his music okay. videos. All right, this is going to get work. It's a little bit harder, guys. This former child actor Mm. turned rapper recently Mm. released his new hit single, God's Plan. Oh. Let me see. So Nickelodeon. uh, I'm thinking of a guy. Okay, let's give you a timer. You got five seconds. Uh, Degrassi. Yes. I'm going to go with Drake. That is correct again. Uh, Boom. One more for you right here. Okay. What, what, what? Uh, only four. I had six. I've got two more. I just I was looking at the clock, but let's get, okay. let's get them right. both in. This one right here, question five. So far, Rapid you're shooting fire. 100% like Marco it's four. Bellinelli. It's four, by the way. All right, it's four. Four, four. I'm sorry, getting ahead of myself. This Fox Sports sorry. radio host was drafted the same year as Ryan Leaf. Oh my gosh, dude. Who is he from really Salon? Oh. oh, he's on what fire. It's a heat check right here. All right, guys. Or er, Ephraim, one more. Okay. The music you're hearing right now is from oh what gosh. famous game show? What is Jeopardy? That is correct. And for a bonus point, boom. What is the name of the host of Jeopardy? Who is Alex Trebek? <laughs> That's a hundred percent. He's on fire. This is just embarrassing. And you know what? Ephraim will not. He'll overlook the degree of difficulty. He'll just look at six and zero. Oh. First of all, read, read that box score. First, first of all, guess what? I didn't pick the questions. I didn't know the questions. Yeah, I just I just read the cards that are handed to me. Right? Sounds like I'm, the Patriots schedule, huh? <laughs> oh, I don't pick the teams. Uh. I read the questions handed to me by my lovely assistant. That's wow. it, man. Papa Bear. Mm. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Very lovely. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. We close it down in style. A big time rule change in college football. And then uh We'll get uh, Jerry Springer, a.k.a. Papa Bear, to close us on down. We'll have some fun before we get out of here. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam, the pop culture whiz. Mm. It's Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. In 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. 
How's the guitar playing coming along, Ephraim? It's coming along. That's coming up here real quickly, man. We're about a month out from the guitar challenge. That's what they say. One more question. Which Fox Sports radio host is currently practicing the guitar? Oh, that was great. That was great. By the way, something that was funny today. But to be be fair, I knew all Uh of your questions as well. Like, I mean, I knew all the answers to your question as well. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. You didn't know every single one. Yes. I wanted the degree of difficulty to actually be tough, to test you. And I could hear it in your voice. You were disappointed at the gag questions that Gavin gave you. You want to turn us against each other? Is that what you're trying to do? Wow. Hmm. I'm just saying, I could hear the disappointment. You're a competitor. Hmm. You're highly competitive. I think you know a guy. <laughs> Divide and conquer. Uh, Right, exactly. Why, why don't it was we, funny that... Uh, well, I was just going to say, we, we can view this as preseason. You got schooled in the preseason game, but it doesn't really matter. We'll have the real game next week. Yeah. There we go. Uh, we're going to we'll do, do more? All right. Yeah. That's fine. Suit up. I'll, try, I'll be on my A game yeah. this week. I'll watch these geek movies, and hopefully I'll do better. <laughs> geek movies. <laughs> Racist. Ooh, look at it. He's got bionic knees. Bion- I'll watch that one. Bionic. Cool. Bionic knees. Bionic. Did I say bionic? Yeah. Bionic. It's bionic. That's what I said. Did I not? No, you said bionic. Where's my 12-ounce steak? (laughs) (laughs) I'm good with you, Ephraim. I'm fine with 12 ounces. 12 is all you need. (laughs) By the way, uh, two NBA things here real quick, Ephraim. It was hilarious. Swaggy P, now with the Warriors. You see what he wore walking into Oracle? He was wearing a t-shirt, boxers, and a silk robe. That's hilarious. That's gangster That was his right outfit there. hitting. That is gangster. That's when you know you've made it. You can walk into work wearing that. I know what I'm doing next week. Please don't. Yeah, don't do that. Please. There's a window here people can see in. <laughs> and we've got the uh, the Pelicans and the Blazers starting yep. right now. Who are you like in this series? Pelicans. Going Pels. Yep. Okay. Going Pelicans. How many how many points does Anthony Davis average for the series? Thirty-four. He's gonna go ballistic. Yeah, he's, he's been uh, sensational this uh, season. Un- he unreal. really has. Unreal talent. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. He really um, is. I, Rondo's playing well, man. Rondo is Yeah. He's got that team together and playing well. And they're just they're they're meshing. Holiday. They're not. They're a good. They're a good team, and you got to remember they came down to the wire. They had to fight every game. They needed every game. Yeah, it's crazy with Rondo. He's like, follow me on this one, Ephraim. He's a lot like a wide receiver that doesn't get the ball early. Mm-hmm. You know, they just kind of check out. Rondo's a lot like that. Depending on the team he's on, if he's engaged, he can still ball. Yes. But if he isn't engaged, he's just like, I don't even care. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, he he'll just be like whatever. Yeah. But once he if like if like you said if he's engaged and you know the offense is running through him, then he's ready to go. He's ready to go. He's one of the best distributors of the ball in the game. Period. He is. By the way, I saw this rule in college football. It didn't get a whole lot of attention, but the NCAA, they've got a new rule in terms of kickoffs the ball doesn't have to go into the end zone 
but if you signal for a, a fair catch, you get a touchback. <laughs> so, so you start at the 25-yard line. So let's say team kicks off, you catch the ball at the 7-yard line. If you signal for a fair catch, they'll give it to you at the 25. And of course, it's a safety thing. They're trying to cut down on all the injuries. What do you think about that? You like that? That's kind of weird. Hmm. It's very weird. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that one. They're just taking it. They're yeah, going yeah. so far with the kickoff thing. It's at some point you might as well just eliminate the thing if you're going to go that far with it. Right. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. I don't know if I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's we're going to see more touchbacks, you know, if you you catch the ball at your own 1, your own 2 inside the 5. There're going to be some teams that elect to to get a touchback. But, you know, in college football, we see some pea shooter legs, right? Right. We'll see them catch it at their own 10. You'll, you'll still see some returns, but we're getting more and more and more away from returns on kickoffs. That's just the way it's going, man. Ah, the changing. What do you think about this? This is uh, the Alliance of American Football. When the league rolls around, they're not going to have any kickoffs. They won't have onside kicks. But they will have automatic possession as if you did recover the onside kick. But the catch is you start with 4th and 10 at your own 35-yard line. You think that's stupid or you think there's something to that? I think it'll be exciting to see. Yeah. I think think it'll be exciting to see. It'd be interesting to see that. I mean, because that's such a, a, a different dynamic. But, hey, man, you get an opportunity. You know, you get an opportunity, and it'd be interesting to see what teams. First of all, I want to know what the talent level is going to be like. You know. Oh man, yeah. Might have Johnny Football out there. Yeah, I mean, and then the XFL is coming back too, right? Yeah, it'll be here in a little bit. A lot of football leagues. That's all right. I'm cool with that. There is a lot. By the of way, players. fun fact, Ephraim. Before we get on out of here, Papa Bear, his dad has hair plugs. Really. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> does he? Yeah, he does. Are those hair plugs in your beard? Uh, no. I know you're jealous <laughs> of them, because, but maybe if you drink enough milk, you can get a beard like this too, my friend. I have a beard. Okay, we have five seconds, by the way. I have a beard. Are we talking like 12 ounces of milk? <laughs> Give me 12 <laughs> ounces. I'm good. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 